Well, good morning, everyone. Morning. Well, for those who are new, just want to give you a big welcome. My name is Chi, and a senior pastor here at this church. And um, uh, we've been going through a whole series in the month of January, uh, titled Time with God series, where basically the pastors uh, just discern from God and share whatever God has laid upon their heart. And so, uh, you know, one of the things is I was kind of praying and discerning for this particular um, message, and especially for the theme of this year, which is God is more than able. Okay, so let's say that together. Ready? One, two, three. God is more than able. Yeah? And, and so I remember I was listening to this song for the very first time. How many of us have heard that song, that worship song? Just me? No, three. Okay, awesome. Well, uh, I remember listening to it, and it just, just spoke to my spirit just to, to share on that, this whole idea around when God speaks. Yeah? I remember when I, and I've shared this before, when I first took my preaching class in Bible college many, many, many years ago, uh, the pastor would get up, and then he'll just open the Bible like this, and he goes, boom, and then he'll just preach for the next 10 minutes. Isn't that amazing? Do you want me to do that? Well, you'll be very disappointed, okay? But uh, his whole point behind that was just to say, that is not preaching. Uh, Preaching, he's preached through every single passage of the Bible, but to hear what you discern what God wants to say in this moment to this group of people at this time. And so I really felt really that song really captured what it is that God wants us to hear today. And so today I want to talk to you on the topic of when God speaks. So if I can get the iPad as well, that'd be awesome. Uh, when God speaks, okay? Uh, now, uh, just to highlight, it's not within the scope of this message uh, to kind of talk about how God speaks to you, uh, the, the practicalities around that. Thank you, Karen. Oh, could you um, uh, give me the code? Maybe you can tell everyone what it is. It's Karen Wu. Yeah, Karen Wu. Um, uh, maybe, Errol, if you can go to the next slide. Uh, it's not just to kind of put a disclaimer what this sermon is about. It's not about teaching you how to hear from God. Uh, we've done that before in the past. So I just want to reference you know, our YouTube, one of our channels, Personal Discipleship. There is a... Um, a, a uh, kind of series that we did about hearing God's voice, and then the next slide. And uh, we went through a lot of detail around some of those things. So if you want to kind of have questions centering around that, that's the place to go to. But today, uh, I'm not kind of bringing a message that serves to give you an explanation, but serves to fill you with faith. Amen? Can I hear an amen? amen. Yeah? So I'm not here to explain, but I hope to be able to speak faith and belief into your heart. An exhortation. And so we're going to go straight into the passage for today, which is Luke chapter 1, uh, verses uh, 26 to 38, and this is the ESV version. And this is the occasion where God comes into this moment to speak to Mary and how um, the birth of Jesus came to pass. So let me just read this. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth. A village in Galilee. Oh, I'll read that version, sorry. A virgin to be betrothed or engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and was pondering what kind of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and give birth to a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. 
and the Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Let's say that together. Ready? One, two, three. For nothing will be impossible with God. Let's say it again. Ready? For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel of the Lord departed her. So Lord God, we just pray for your word that you would speak. Amen. Now I've shared many times, and I remember one of the most life-changing moments in my life, seasons in my life, was when I had cancer. Now it was more than just a physical battle with sickness, but really it was a season in my time where I actually had the profound discovery of God's voice for my life. It was a key turning point for my faith because that's when I realized and genuinely really believed that God wanted to speak to me. Not just to a select few, not to those who seem to be, appear to be super spiritual, but every person who believes in Jesus has the ability to hear and recognize God's voice for themselves. Can I hear an amen? amen? Now, how many of us believe that? Well, there was a season in my life where I actually began to genuinely believe this. And because of that, then I began this journey to learn to listen, trust, and acknowledge the authority of God's voice over my life. And that became a huge turning point because it turned my religious activity into an intimate relationship with God. It moved from relying on myself into tapping into God's incredible power that is within you. It turned ideas about God into a real personal experience and it ventured my religious commitments into an adventure of faith. And all this happened because I began to believe and experience what happens to us when God speaks. And my question is, do you know what it's like when God speaks in your life? Has it become a lifeline in your life? Is it the most important voice for your life? And if I could sum up in this statement, um, well, I don't know. Here we are. Let's do it this way. That listening to God is not just a spiritual exercise but it's a voice we cannot do without in our life, and it is our lifeline. That listening to God isn't just a spiritual exercise, it isn't just a spiritual discipline that we must do each and every single time, but it's a voice that we cannot do without our life, in our life, and it is our lifeline. And it was in that season that I discovered that and, and, and doesn't it just say that in, in Matthew 4? This is the Amplified Version when Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness and He said, He replied, It has been written to me, Man shall not live on bread alone and be upheld and sustained by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. That we need it more than bread to stay alive. And it takes a steady stream of words from the mouth of God for us to live, to be upheld, and to be sustained. I need it for my relationship with God 
and I need it for my whole life. Is God's voice the most important voice for your life? And so we're going to deep dive a little bit into this because during that time, I was sitting under the teachings of Bill Johnson and many others just to really explore, and it was this particular passage that we're going to unpack that had a huge impact upon my life to discover when God speaks, how things begin to change. And here we find into the scripture a moment when God spoke into Mary's life. It's an incredible account where the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary, a woman chosen by God for a divine purpose, and he begins to speak. And what I want to be able to do is actually delve into this passage, but use this as one of many biblical examples. It's not the only one, but many where God begins to speak. And I want to just unpack three really simple convictions about what happens when God speaks and the incredible impact that this can have on our life. And it begins by this. That it says here, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city named Galilee, named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, to the dances of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said, everyone say said? He said to her, greetings, favorite one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and was pondering what kind of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, yeah? Now, this is one of the key insights that we begin to learn is that here, God was speaking through the angel Gabriel. And one of the things I've realized over the years is that whenever God wants to do something, God does it by speaking. Can I hear an amen? Because God is a speaking God. God does not speak just empty words. I know people might have made empty promises in your life with no intention to follow through, but when God speaks, things actually happen. He backs it up with action. And we see throughout the whole Bible a speaking God. In the opening pages of Genesis, God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And He spoke, and the world came into being. Because you see, when God speaks, things happen. Can I hear an amen? You know, the Bible says in Romans 4.17, He speaks about Abraham giving birth to a child, and it says, God is a God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that do not exist. And here the Bible is saying that we have a God who gives life to the dead. And that God spoke to Abraham's descendants when there was none. And when Sarah was childless and barren. And yet here we find him giving birth to Isaac. And here we are as Abraham's descendants. Because God can look into your future and speak of things that do not yet exist as if they do. Because God has the power over death and the ability to create life. He is a God who is able to speak of impossible things and make things possible because with God, nothing is impossible. Can I hear an amen? Because with God, nothing is impossible. I remember when I had my cancer and I was wondering what my future held, I attended this prophetic conference. And this guy, his name was Chris Valentin, and there was hundreds of people there. And I went up to the front for prayer for healing. And as I went there... He just laid hands on me, and within a minute, all he said was teaching. You have a gift of teaching. Are you teaching? I was busy consumed about my cancer and getting better from it, but all he was busy praying about was me getting going, preaching and teaching the Word of God. And when I first listened to it, I'm going, man, I don't even know the Bible. I never considered myself as a public speaker. But yet, God looked into the future and called into being that which does not exist. And yet here I am preaching and teaching the Word of God because when God speaks, things happen. Can I hear an amen? Amen. 
My late wife and I struggled to have children after my cancer treatment because of the chemo. And for quite a few years, I remember it was Sutton Road days where we had just begun to build this building. We had kind of worshipped in a school. And for a few years, it was a time of tears and bittersweet moments watching those around us having children. But through those years, I remember God spoke to me through the Word. As I was reading the Word and talked about Judah and how out of the tribe of Judah comes Christ. And in that moment, I felt the Spirit of God say to me, you're going to have a son and you're going to name him Judah because out of the tribe of Judah comes Jesus. And out of him will come a move of Jesus Christ. And in November, but nothing happened. And in November 2011, God spoke to me in a dream, showing me that way my late wife was pregnant with a son, that five months old pregnant. And within nine months of that time, my son Judah was born. Because you see, when God speaks, things happen. It isn't just empty words, but it creates divine action. Because when God speaks, things happen. Do you believe that? Because with God, nothing is impossible. You know, we see time and time again, God speaking and making things happen. God spoke to Moses to deliver his people from the greatest superpower of biblical times, and God's people were delivered. He didn't have an army. He didn't have horses. He didn't have chariots. But he had a God who spoke, and things began to happen. He said to Moses, lift up your staff, and the sea parted. He said, tell Pharaoh to release my people, otherwise otherwise plagues will come. And plagues came. You see, because God speaks, things happen. God said to Samuel, he says, get up and anoint the next king of Israel from the family of Jesse. Samuel went to his house, went one child after the next, from Eliab to the next to the next. But there was none that he could see that says where God said that he is the one. But yet because God spoke, he thought to himself, there must be another son. Do you have another son? And here Jesse went out and brought the younger son, overlooked this handsome young shepherd boy, and he appeared before Samuel, and then God spoke, and he said, this is a man after my own heart. Anoint him, and he will become king. And he became king. Because you see, when God speaks, things happen. And here we find it again. A young woman named Mary. A virgin engaged. And he sends Gabriel, the angel, to speak. And something was happening. It was more than just the birth of another baby. But it was God sending our Savior and Lord to rescue the world from its sin. Because, you see, when God speaks, things happen. Do you believe that, church? Like, like, I mean, faith-filled, really believe that when God speaks, things happen. And that's why you see throughout the whole of Scripture, whenever God wants to do something, He begins by speaking. And His words is not just empty words, but it creates action, motion, movement, purpose, and He fulfills it. And so therefore, when God speaks, things happen, so expect it and listen for it. Count on it. God doesn't just speak to a chosen few. It's a promise for all of us. And I pray that some of us are at different stages in our walk with God. But if you were that like me many, many decades ago, in that moment where I struggled to believe that God would actually speak to me, I pray that this morning that your heart will be filled with faith, that the veil will be lifted up from your eyes to realize that that is the birthright of every child of God. Can you imagine a father 
that will not speak to his son. Can you imagine a son or a daughter that has no right to be able to hear their parents speak? But yet somehow we take that into our relationship with God. As if he would only speak to elect few or he would only speak through circumstances. But God can speak intimately to each and every one of us through the Holy Spirit. And that can become a turning point in your life to turn it from religion into relationship, from self-help into divine power. Because whenever God speaks, something happens. Are you expecting it? Are you listening for it? Some of us believe this, but do we create the space that that is the most important voice in our life? We are surrounded by so much noise, but do we listen and cut through the noise, cut through our circumstances, cut through our emotions, and cut through what what we think about the situation and say, God, I want to hear what you have to say about it because His voice is the most important voice in your life. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Now, the second thing we begin to see is then Mary says this. So the angel speaks to her, and Mary says to to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in old age was also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. I mean, can you imagine? Here, here's Mary, and then God, through Gabriel the angel, comes and says, you're going to have a child, and she's a virgin. How on earth is this possible? Everyone say, how? How? And if you see his answers, does it satisfy you? Does he go through the technicalities of how it's going to work out? No, in fact, he says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it's just going to happen. And it says, and finish off with this affirmation to say, but without God, but with God, nothing is impossible with God. It's almost as if he's saying, well, because I said so. Can I hear an amen? amen? Have you ever had someone that says, trust me, because I said so? How many of you trust them? Yeah? You struggle to trust them. Imagine if I said I can carry it and bench press past the car 10 reps every single time. And you go, how? Because I said so. But you look at me and you go, not possible. Right? But yet, here, this is how God speaks to Mary. How on earth is this going to happen? How is this possible? Because with God, nothing is impossible. I remember sitting under the teaching And when you read the Amplified Version, it unpacks what that means a little bit more. Because the Amplified Version, because we look at that, we go, God can do everything. But when you dig deeper, it says this, For with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible fulfillment. Can I hear an amen? Amen. In other words, when the word of God comes to you, It comes with it power and an ability to fulfill what it says. In fact, there's a man by the name of Jack Taylor that said this word. He says, no freshly spoken word of God will ever come to you that does not contain its own ability to perform itself. Amen? Amen. Now, when I listened to that, it spoke so deeply to me. Because all of a sudden... Hearing God's voice and the desire to listen to it stepped up the next level. Because it wasn't just empty words. Because whenever God speaks, 
things happen. But when God speaks, things change. It has power to change things in our life. I mean, think about the times when you have experienced a time when God has spoken to you, whether it be through the Word, through circumstances, or whatever. Whenever He speaks, it's so different from what someone else says. They can say the same thing, but because God says it, everything changes. How many of us have experienced that? Put up your hand. Yeah? And I just want to remind us that when God speaks, things change. I remember when God spoke and delivered me from my fears of the cancer coming back. I remember when God spoke and He changed the outlook of my life during grief. I remember when God spoke, He changed my perspective about how He can use broken people. When God spoke, He changed my desires for luxurious living. When God spoke, He changed my low self-esteem. I remember I'm the youngest son in my, uh, my family, and, my, my, and my, my dad's super intelligent, my brother's super intelligent and capable, but then I've always had this younger son mentality. And then I still remember one day when God said, He goes, you're, no long, you're a firstborn son in Christ. And then boom, in that moment, because He spoke, something changed. It stepped me out of that younger son mentality and realized because in Christ, I'm now a firstborn son in Christ. Can I hear an amen? amen. There was a new profound confidence. Not a self-arrogant confidence, a godly confidence. Because in Christ, we're all equal. Amen? The pecking order gets removed. And he says, you're a firstborn son in Christ. In fact, you're the one who knows Christ more than any of your other family members. And in Christ, he built your life in a totally different way. So have confidence, Chief. Step up. And there was a moment when God spoke. He changed things for me. And so my question to you is this. When God speaks, things change. So let God be the go-to guy in your life. Amen? Who is the go-to guy in your life? When you think about cars, you know who my go-to guy is? Penin. Pastor Penin. Yeah? He builds cars, rebuilds cars, and sells them. So if you need your cars, so I'm trying to give you some business here, Penin. Um, When I think coffee, who's my go-to guy? Chucky. When I think about trees, who's my go-to guy? Tim. If I think about medical that, uh, you know, anything medical, who do I think about? Clayton Church of Christ. Because <laughs> everyone seems to be doctors here. I say this to other people, this is the best place to have a heart attack. It's like, you know, you're going to be surrounded by medical care, you know. When I think about Bible, who's my go-to guy? Uh, Frank. <laughs> and my question is, who's your go-to guy? Because when you look at someone, you go, is he my go-to guy for that? Because they can say stuff. But does it anything happen? Do they have change? Do they have ability? Do they have skill? Do they have insight? Do they have knowledge? Do they have experience? But yet so much of our life, we have how questions. It may not be the questions that Mary has, how am I going to have a child? But we have questions of how every season of our life. How am I going to find someone special in my life again? especially when I'm a widower with two young boys and a pastor? How am I going to recover and get better from my illness? How do I reconnect with my family after a disagreement? How can I overcome the challenges of my mental health when no one seems to understand? How am I going to experience love in my marriage again whenever we try to communicate all we hear is argument and frustration? 
How do I handle the stress and uncertainties in my workplace, especially with a boss who doesn't seem to understand? How do I bring more joy and positivity into my life? Because no matter what I do, and no matter how much positive thinking and gratitude practices I do, I seem to always spiral to a place of negativity. How can I find forgiveness and move on from my past mistakes? Because every single time I think about it, I can't seem to let it go. How do I make this decision? Because it's going to have an impact on everyone else around me. How can I do what you've asked me to do, God? Because things doesn't seem to add up. How can I step into church ministry when the finances will not seem to add up? God, how do I overcome my insecurities? How do I parent my child with ADHD? Where do you go to answer those questions? Who's your go-to guy? But yet my reassurance is that when God speaks, things change. When God speaks, there is a power for things to happen. Let God be the go-to guy for every area of your life. Can I hear an amen? Now, this is not rocket science, but it's an exhortation. It's to go, is that what we're actually doing? Is that where we go to, sincerely? Or do we go first to other places and other things? Do we allow other voices to shape it? They're helpful, but we all know, and for those who've had a taste and seen that the Lord is good, that when He speaks, things change. Because whenever God says something, there is power to fulfill it. For with God, nothing is impossible. But yet, so many times, our roadblocks is where we allow human wisdom to get in the way. We think our problems are too small for God. We underestimate what we should take to God. Sometimes we allow our past mistakes and life hinder us from coming to God. And we can block God's word out and the consciousness of God when we're going through difficult times or when our emotions overwhelm us and we fail to hear God's perspective. But yet, my encouragement to each and every one of us is this. When God speaks, things change. So let God be the go-to guy in your life. Listen to God for your marriage. Listen to God for your mental health. Listen to God for the emotions that you're experiencing. Listen to God for your parenting. Listen to the voice of God. Because when God speaks things change. Amen? My last point is this, and this is what it says here. An angel of the Lord answered her, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, for nothing will be impossible with God. If I can get Asher up, that'd be great. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Man, I want to land the sermon here because this is an incredibly heroic moment for Mary. Here, Mary, this is one of the most courageous statements that is ever recorded in the Bible. God comes to her and says, you're going to have a child. And she goes, how? With God, nothing is impossible. And she says, let it be done according to your word. In fact, God actually opens this scripture to say, Mary, you're a highly favored one. But yet, Mary understood something that I believe a lot of us needs to step into more and more so we can see the power that happens when God speaks. Which is when she says, 
I am your maidservant. May it be done according to your word. You see, when you hear this, it sounds wow, profound. You're going to have a kid. He's going to be the savior of the world. Well, what she said yes between the receiving of the word and it coming to pass is a journey. And in this journey, she was going to be misunderstood, misrepresented as committing adultery. It's going to affect her marriage with Joseph, that he would contemplate divorcing her. And if that happened, what about her financial security and her future? If he divorced her, will she be able to be married again? All these things, because she didn't ask for it. God spoke to her, and things changed, and things happened. But you know what she said? I don't know what's going to happen between here and there. But I am your servant, and may it be done according to your word. Because I believe that when God speaks, things will come to pass. And she said, and so because of that, I will submit and live under the authority of that word until it comes to pass. I'm going to have this baby, yes. But I will weather through these steps and know that even though I can't understand it, even though it doesn't make sense, even though it brings pain and hardship, but yet, because I'm your maidservant, may it be done according to your word. Here a maidservant is the lowest kind of female servant. But yet she trusted God. She says, I have my reservations. I have my questions. I have my desire for comfort. But I will put that aside and say, let it be done according to your word. You know what's interesting is this, this statement came to me during prayer. You can only stay under the authority of God's word as a servant and no one else. I'll say that again. You can only stay under the authority of God's word as a servant and as no one else. Because if you're more than a servant, you will not submit to it. Because you will think you know better. You will think you have power and ability. You will think you have wisdom. It's only as a servant can you stay and come under the authority of the word of God and walk it through until it comes to pass. You know what's interesting? When you read a few uh, verses back, you have this parallel story where you have Zechariah, who is the John the Baptist's father. And it's exactly the same thing that happened. God approaches Gabriel the angel via God, comes to Gabriel, and things are beginning to move. The kingdom of God is coming. And he sets forth and says to Zechariah, you're going to have a kid, and he's going to be a forerunner. And then later he comes to Mary and says the same thing. But what the interesting thing is, they both asked, how is this possible? Because they were old, they were barren, they were childless, they were unable to have a kid, and they both asked how. But you see the contrast between Zechariah's response and Mary's. And get this, so Zechariah. Zechariah didn't believe God, even though he asked how, and God mutes him. You can read that in your own time. But the interesting thing is that I believe Luke brings this contrast to show this comparison. Here you have Zechariah responding on the basis of human responsibilities. But Mary responding on the basis of divine possibilities. Can I hear an amen? Zechariah, 
They have proper credentials. They were priests in the temple. Mary had none. Here, the first encounter was in the temple of Jerusalem, but yet here in rustic Nazareth, here an old couple connected and financially secure and reputable, but yet here Mary, who was nothing and no one, but yet was everything, because she said, "I am your maid servant. May it be done according to your word." Can I hear an amen? Now there is a journey between receiving the word and seeing it come to pass, and we have an expectation sometimes that we hear right from God. It's going to be an easy, painless path of unbroken happiness. But let us be like Mary. May it be done according to your word, because when God speaks, things comes to pass. So submit and live under the authority of that word. You know the Bible says in Psalm 105, where it talks about Joseph, where God has summoned a famine on the land and broke all supply of bread, but He sent a man by the name of Joseph ahead of him who was sold as a slave. His feet were hurt with fetters, his neck was put in a collar of iron, and until what God had said come to pass, the word of the Lord had tested him. Amen. God had spoke to Moses. But Moses submitted himself and stayed under the authority of that word until it came to pass. Because when God speaks, things come to pass. So submit and live under that word. Now, why is this important for some of us here? There are really two groups of people. During the prayer room, this moment came to me because this scripture has spoken. God has used this scripture to speak to me on two separate occasions. The first was when I had my cancer, and I was wanting to believe how medical science is saying there is no cure. But I had to look, and it's like God spoke, and it came to be. And here I am today, alive because of the Word of God. Amen. I really believe that. Yeah, through medical treatment, but really the Word of God. I'm one of the longest-standing survivors of my kind of cancer. But yet, when my late wife passed away, and I believe as if God spoke, but nothing happened. But then I remember I was in Brooklyn Tabernacle in 2019 in December in the U.S. and Jim Simbala was preaching this word, and he spoke faith into my heart, which is what I'm wanting to do to you today. And he kept going with God, nothing is impossible. Amen. Let's say that together again. With God, nothing is impossible. Let's say it again. With God, nothing is impossible. One more time. With God. Nothing is impossible. Again, with God, nothing is impossible. And he did it over and over again because I realized in that moment I had let unmet expectations dull my faith. I've had allowed pain to numb my hope. I've allowed disappointment to hinder me from venturing into places of adventure. And I can't help but feel there are two groups of people here. There's one that's yet to believe, really believe, and experience that when God speaks, everything changes. But yet, there are some of us here who believed in it, ventured into it, and said, "Let it be done according to Your word." But circumstances have hit your life, and pain has caused you unmet expectations. Your human limitation has caused you to dull yourself down. But God is saying, "Believe again," because whenever I speak, things will come to pass. Can I hear an amen? Because with God, nothing is impossible. 
Because when God speaks, things change. Because when God speaks, things happen. Because when God speaks, things will come to pass. So therefore, expect it. Listen for it. Let him be your go-to guy. But above all else, submit and stay under and live under it until it comes to pass. And that's why this song has spoken to me. Yeah, and we're going to sing this chorus as a response. One word from you. Things change. Why? On your authority. Can I hear an amen? Yeah. So why don't we rise to our feet? I'm just going to invite、um, Juliet、uh, to lead us in that, and we're going to sing that chorus just as our our prayer. Yeah, our response and our prayer to God. I just want to also invite the prayer team to come up, and we'd love to be able to lay hands and pray for people who might be needing a fresh word of God being spoken to you. So let me pray, and then we're going to sing the the chorus. Lord God, I just thank you again for your word. God, I just pray, God, that your word would exhort every single people here today. Lord, I pray that the the pain of the past. Or unmet expectations, or fear, or control, will not fill our hearts with unbelief. God, I believe that the picture of Zechariah is a picture of people who might know things, might have the prestige, the reputation, the role, but yet they do not know the things of Mary. Does that when God says something, things will happen, and that to the point that she's able to say. I'm your maid servant. Let it be done according to your word. So, God, I pray for that right now, that you begin to speak into each and every single one of us. God, I pray for those who've gone through hardships and has dulled down the belief and hope and faith in your word. Lord, that you begin to rise that up again and speak faith into their heart to believe that you are a God where nothing is impossible. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.